everybody and welcome back to the Spontaneous Traveller podcast. If you're new here, hi, welcome. My name is Monique and I'm the Spontaneous Traveller. As always, I hope you all have had a great day and a great week and pursuing your dreams, whatever they may be. I have recently spent the last week at home, so I am back in Mandra. However, I am only here for four days and I actually fly out tomorrow to a very new and exciting location. And guys, I will quickly say, I haven't had much luck with my flights recently, okay? I've had, you know, when I left from Singapore, I had a dreaded flight. And guess what? I have another bad travel story to share with you guys with my flights from KL to Perth. So I'll definitely be sharing that story at the end of the episode As much as it was enjoyable being back at home and looking back as like a reflection, it was definitely very emotional (laughs) and I was so busy. I had so many errands to run. I had a gorgeous surprise by my friends. I saw family that I haven't seen in nearly five years. It was very good to see them. I will be sharing with you guys as always my rose thorn and bud for this week and my cold nips slash cold plunge reflection. So with that, fasten your seatbelts everyone, let's take flight. So I'm going to jump straight into it because as always, this girl's got a lot to talk about. So my first day back, I actually was going to be home alone for my first few nights because Mum and dad were on the east coast of Australia for work and my brother was also at work um, doing FIFO. But talking to my mum and dad on the phone, they really wanted to be back to meet me at the airport, but unfortunately they couldn't at the same time, obviously because of work conferences. So my mum, I guess having that maternal instinct and, you know, really eager to see me, she actually flew back on the same night. Now, we were supposed to fly in together at 830 but I didn't land until 1am. Yeah, I, I'll get to that story, okay? <laughs> so mum and I headed home for the night and then dad actually flew in from the East Coast the next day. So I flew in, mum flew in, we went home and slept and then went straight back to the airport. That was my first day back at home. <laughs> it was really, really beautiful to see my mum and dad again and give them the biggest hug ever. I literally did the classic movie run over to dad at the airport whilst he was waiting for his bags. Like I just, I couldn't wait to see him. It was so good. Now I also, for context, put a story up on my Instagram story and letting my friends know, I was like, hey, I'm only home for three days. Um, Tonight, which was the Saturday, was literally the only night I could see all my friends because I had so much to do and obviously I needed to prioritize family time. So I messaged some really close friends privately as well. And at first, oh my God, guys, I was so sad because I didn't hear from many of my close friends and I was like, okay, what is going on? Because you guys were messaging me whilst I was away, excited to see me. And now that I'm here, do you guys like not want to see me? I was like, what's going on? And even on the group chat, I'd like send a message and it's like some would reply, but it was just strange. Like I had a weird feeling and I was like, okay, well, something's going on because this isn't the normal 
crew. Like this isn't how we talk. So what's what's happening? <laughs> and little did I know they surprised me. Oh my god, the cheeky buggers. <laughs> it was oh so amazing. It was a really great night. And to those that came, thank you so much. And thank you so much to my brother who I think organized this. I want to say I'm pretty sure he did. Thanks, Lockie. <laughs> and my friends that came to see me, it was so, so beautiful and to see them all again. So thank you so much. They even had a little like made a welcome back sign, like kind of welcome back for a few days. <laughs> and that was really cute. You know, I didn't expect, I didn't expect anything, to be honest. I would love to have seen all of my friends as much as I could. And for most of them to be in one room at the same time was just Oh, it was incredible. And as much as I... Look, I had an amazing night and so grateful for everyone. But I did have this moment. So before I flew out and started my travels, we did go out on the weekends and, you know, we would go to the pub for a drink after work or whatever. And I had this realisation that when I came back to Mandra, that's just, you know, what I would do. So we all went um, went out to the pub, had a few drinks, then we went to... (laughs) good old Murphy's if you know you know (laughs) and so I guess they're not bad habits but I fell straight back into that and that realization was that I've outgrown my hometown you know I've I've grown my wings too much and and this is first of all I don't want to come across the wrong way this is nothing against Mandra nothing against the people here we are all on our own little paths and journeys like I used to love being a manager you know going on my morning beach walk coffee seeing friends like I used to love it and I still do but for me right now I have outgrown it and I need to see more I guess if that makes sense since traveling I have changed and grown so much as a person and no matter how much I wish people could see that they they won't be able to I guess fully understand it and I I guess especially since being back at home we just went out on a night out like they wouldn't have seen my growth or how much I've changed because I went straight back into what I usually would do which I loved the night but when I go back home again whenever that'll be I don't think I'll ever do that again not not the way that I used to so yeah and I don't want to sound ungrateful at all because, oh my gosh, it was a great night. And even though Mandra and Murphy's haven't changed, I have. Like, I'm not a girl that goes out every weekend anymore. I'm a mature woman who has now realised that I would, I don't know, rather have a picnic on the beach or little things like that, go on a hike during the mountains. Like, that's my fun time. But I think I didn't speak up about it as much because... I didn't think the others would like that and I would easily take myself out on a picnic date all the time. I went camping solo with the dog at the dam like all the time. So I guess I just had this feeling that going for drinks is stereotypically the only, I guess, easy and best way to catch up with a group of friends and that's, you know, what I wanted. I just would have loved all my friends to be in one area at the same time but it's not. Like, it's really not. We could have done a a lot of other stuff with, you know, a group of people. We could have easily caught up, even just gone to my house and had, like, nibbles and put a movie on or something like that. 
And I guess I still was stuck in that mindset of let's just go for drinks because it's easy. And it's still fun, absolutely. But it's not as fun as different things are for me now. And I would not change my night for the world. Honestly, we had a great time on the dance floor. And the goodbyes at the end of the night, oh my gosh. So if you were out that night at Murphy's and you saw us at the end of the night, we were literally outside huddled in a corner, just bawling our eyes out, like happy and sad tears. It was beautiful. So to my Tackle World, well, I was going to say Tackle World crew, but should I say the now social crew, (laughs) to my girls, to my brother and to everyone else that came out that night and organized it all, thank you so much. It was Oh, it meant so much to me. I'm definitely going to miss you all when I leave. So yeah, I'm sending you so much love now, sending you virtual hugs. (laughs) And another tricky thing as well whilst I was here was, I guess my mum um, isn't very well at the moment. And so that was really hard. You know, mum, dad and I, no matter how busy we are, you know, me with just life and then mum and dad with their business, we would always make room for a coffee date at Lazy Jane's, which is our local Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess I did expect that we could all do that when I got back, but, um, unfortunately we couldn't do that. Um, and it makes it hard because, oh, I'm getting choked up. (laughs) It's hard because I want to be there for her and help her in any way that I can. And, you know, traveling across the bloody world doesn't help (laughs) her. If anything, it adds stress to my mum and dad because their youngest daughter's doing God knows what in a different country. And, you know, for my dad as well, like he's so busy with the business and, you know, when anyone's sick, you know, dad's always the one trying to help out. And so for me, all of that was really hard to see um, whilst I was at home. But, you know, mum is okay. Dad is okay. Manifesting all the positive vibes and good health out there. (laughs) Okay, on a happier note, (laughs) knowing that mum is okay, I also saw my family that are here from England. I haven't seen them, gosh, in I want to say nearly five years, four and a half years, I think. So I have my auntie and uncle who are actually very famous opera singers, may I add. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I've got my two younger cousins and they're Gretel and George. Love the names. So cute. (laughs) So they're from the Brighton in the UK. And so in my first ever episode, when I spoke about it, this is the family. (laughs) So yeah, the last time I saw them was for Christmas about four and a half years ago. And I was so lucky. Like we were both lucky that our rosters in travel, I guess, lined up. (laughs) So like they were here when I was here and I had a chance to quickly see them, which was really good. I only had a chance to see them two of my four days that I was here. But next time I see them, I'm pretty sure will be when I travel and visit them in Brighton, whenever that will be, (laughs) I don't know. Now, as I said at the start of the episode as well, my flight to Perth was not ideal. So before I get into my cold plunge reflection, my rose thorn and bud, I did say that I would share this story. And I guess this is what I get when I fly with cheap airlines. (laughs) You know, I always risk it for the biscuit and... Honestly, like the delays that I've had and plane issues, like they're worth it when I'm saving a lot of money. So I'm just going to deal with it. (laughs) And can I just say, none of the issues that I've had relate to, you know, customer service, 
like everyone I've had on the planes, like all the flight attendants, they're so friendly and really helpful. So every time I have something wrong with a flight and an awful story, it is never the flight attendants. Okay. These things happen. We just, we just got to go with it. So, oh, where do I start? <laughs> to get to Perth from KL, I had to go via Singapore um, and I had a two and a half hour layover there, which I thought was plenty of time, you know, to get from one flight to the other. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> because little did I know, as I'm sitting on my plane in KL, ready to leave, knowing that when I land, I've got plenty of time to get to my next flight, we had engine problems in KL. And that caused us to be two hours delayed. Yeah. So by the time that I landed in Singapore, I only had about 20 minutes to board my next flight. And I'm in Singapore. If you have been to Singapore airport, it is massive. They literally have, they have a waterfall and a train station in the airport. And of course, out of every single flight I've been on, I am at the back of the plane. Stressing, okay? I'm worried I'm not going to get to my next flight. So by the time I get off this plane running, I actually saw as well, there are about five of us that were obviously on the same connecting flight because we were running to get to our next gate, okay? We were stressed. (laughs) Thankfully, when you got off the plane, I think the cabin crew knew that we were like connectors on a delayed flight. So they were already waiting for us to tell us like where to go to board our next plane. So there were five of us and there were literally five people waiting there for us. So the cabin crew tell us our gate. We literally run there and it's closed. And we were like, okay, well, this is our gate. This is where we need to go to get in the flight. Why the heck is it closed? And it's like, oh no, this gate's closed. Like something was wrong. And we were like, okay, great. Where do we go? (laughs) So we have to sprint at this point to a new gate. And at this time, the plane is leaving in about 10 minutes. Boarding is so close to being closed. We had our names and final calls announced over the bloody speaker in Singapore airport, which I always thought would be kind of cool. It's not. It's embarrassing and it's stressful. So there's five of us just sprinting to this plane and thank God we make it. Like we are literally obviously the last people that walked onto that plane very out of breath. (laughs) We were so tired by the time we sprinted 20 minutes throughout Singapore airport. And so we get onto our flight, we make it, cool, we can all relax, catch our breath back and get ready to enjoy our flight to Perth. But guess what, guys? This flight was also delayed. This one, this one that we had to run to was delayed. And guess for how long? Three hours. (laughs) So after all this effort of running around like headless chickens in Singapore airport, we had to disembark the plane, wait three hours, then do it all again. It was... (laughs) look it was one to remember okay these things happen we just roll with the punches but oh my gosh not everything goes to plan and hopefully my next few flights just go smoothly I know I'm going with cheaper airlines but like 
guys, give me a break. (laughs) Okay, now it is time for my rose thorn and bud for this week. So my rose has been something good about my week. My thorn is something not so good. And my bud is something that I am looking forward to next week. My rose would have to be seeing my friends and family, obviously, especially my auntie and uncle and my cousins from England. You know, I haven't seen them in a long time and it was just really, really beautiful. Um, And that, of course, was my biggest rose because I am simplifying my roses down. Otherwise, I could have a whole episode on my roses from my week. (laughs) My thorn. Well, there's two. Obviously, the flight home. That was just yeah, not ideal. We're moving on from it. (laughs) And then there's another one that I'm quickly going to go through because it's going to make me cry. But obviously it was saying goodbye to my friends and family again. You know, I did not realize how hard it would be again. You know, I said goodbye when I left my travel. So what would it be different this time? But boy, it was different and it was harder. Um, But yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Now I need to move on. Otherwise I'm just going to cry again. (laughs) Okay, my bud. Oh, it's exciting. I am going to New Zealand. Oh, I am so, so excited. So I've been to Europe with my family back in the day and my family have been to New Zealand as well and I haven't been yet. And between Europe and New Zealand, my mum and dad actually prefer New Zealand and I loved Europe. So that is saying something, right? Like New Zealand has to be bloody beautiful for my mum and dad to say that. So yeah, I'm really excited. I am actually going to New Zealand as an au pair. So for those that have no idea what it is, it's basically a live-in nanny. So I will be there for four months and then it's a wait and see. You know, I don't know what's going to happen next. Am I going to go to America, Mexico, uh, Spain? I don't know. When I get to New Zealand as well, and I guess I get into a routine of, you know, meeting the family, I will feel in a lot more, I guess, about my au pair position, you know, what I do, everything that happens throughout the day. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. Okay, my cold nip slash cold plunge mental health reflection. We're going to call it that today. (laughs) So last last week I did this and, you know, I shared with you guys my reflection, but it wasn't that great, okay? Because I haven't done my mental, you know, health cold plunges in ages, I felt like I couldn't emerge myself into it as much mentally. You know, I felt like I needed to retrain my brain again to make the most of it because, you know, anyone can have a cold shower and that's exactly what I did last week. I had a cold shower, but I feel like I didn't make the most of it. I really, like what you can unlock in your brain to get, to its full potential and you know symptoms of anxiety and depression and how much that can be reduced is seriously insane like you can research this for ages and just get more in depth about it and that's what I want to get back to so this week's cold plunge was better compared to last week but I still have a lot of work to do again it definitely woke me up it definitely got me ready for the day and I guess I did No, actually, okay. And I did actually feel a lift in my emotions. You know, I did feel lighter and happier, I guess, when I got out of the shower. So yeah, I am really glad that I'm getting back into it. It will take me a little bit of time, but hey, we've all got to start somewhere or get back to where we're back to where we were, or if not better. So, you know, we're just, we're going with it. Okay. (laughs) 
it is also now time for another travel tip. So this week's travel tip is all about the importance of portable power banks. And honestly, this should be the first thing that you pack when you're going on any trip. Even if it's for a day, a week, a month, it doesn't matter. Bring a power back, okay? And of course, please don't forget your charger cord as well. There's no point having a you know portable power bank if you don't have a charger cord to charge your phone with it. So yes, don't forget the cord. <laughs> and the reason I have mentioned power packs, especially I guess like as a travel tip, is because they are really important when you're traveling. And before anyone comes out and says, you shouldn't be on your phone too much when you're traveling, you know, you don't need to be using your charger that much. You absolutely should be enjoying your time and being present. And I am all for that. Okay. I totally get it. But you will need your phone for maps to get to accommodation or anywhere to order an Uber. And of course, for emergency calls. Okay. If something happens and you need to call someone, you need to have charge. And when traveling, you need to take into account delays and long travel days. Okay. Let's just say, for example, when I was coming to Perth from KL, I didn't expect ended up being a six hour delay. You can easily use all your phone charge in six hours, letting people know you're later, going through your photos. Do you have to be on your phone during that time? No, you don't. However, we're human. We're bored. Okay. We're going to go on social media. We're going to go through our photos. We're going to call some friends. Okay. That's just the reality. So please pack a portable charger and a cord (laughs) when you go traveling and put it on your carry-on as well. You won't be allowed it in your check-in luggage um, through your electronics. So yeah, pack it on your carry-on because yeah, a one-hour flight could turn into a five-hour delay and then you end up running out of charge and then you can't order, I don't know, an Uber to your accommodation. So yes, travel tip for this week and one thing to, I guess, prioritize with your packing is a power bank and your cord. Please Don't forget your cord, okay? If you go on a trip and you follow this advice of just bringing a power bank, cool, that's great. But if you forget your cord, don't blame me, okay? I'm I'm warning you. (laughs) Well, with that travel tip, that concludes this week's episode. We got through another one. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and follow this podcast to keep the travel spirits alive. Have a great week, you beautiful people, and I will see you next time. Bye.